y'all and welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are continuing on with our Sunday School Stories theme. This is what we're going to be talking about all 2023. As you know, if you've been listening to the episodes, what we are doing are taking basic Sunday School Stories. You may have heard them growing up. You may have heard it from the pulpit if you grew up as a church kid like me. Um, and it may be your first time hearing it. So with Whatever the the situation that you're in, whatever perspective that you're listening or watching from, I want you to know that these stories are relatable, that they're not just Bible stories that we read, but that you can see them come to life and that others around you or others that are um, part of this podcast have experienced similar stories. So today is no different. We are going to be talking about the story of Job, and I have an amazing guest speaker to be able to go through this story with me. Her name is Nia Lewis, and she is the founder of B2B Sisterhood, and this is a ministry. B2B is Brokenness into Beauty, and it's a movement committed to seeing women equipped and activated in their God-given purpose and identity. So she's going to be sharing. She has an amazing testimony, and I just can't wait for y'all to just hear of what God has done in and through her life. So without further ado, Nia, welcome. Hi, I'm so excited. It is like such an honor to be on and to even be thought of. I am... Yes, I'm literally without like lost for words with how excited I am. So I'm excited to get into the story because I believe God's going to do something really special for yeah. those that are listening and those that choose to tune in. So I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm. They don't know how good it's about to be. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be blessed too. Um, so I shared it with Nia, but I'll share it for y'all that are listening or watching. I have no idea how I found her ministry online, um, but. I found it and I've been following it for a while. And as I've said it before on the podcast, there are certain ministries that are just like, ah, oh, they're not, they don't got much substance there. Um, but I saw that there was something so unique about her ministry. And um, she has the same passion as I do to work with college students and to bring the, the hope of Christ to them. And um, so it was just very authentic, the movement that she was, that she was promoting and just all that they had going on with the ministry. I was like, okay. Right. Y'all about it, about it. Okay. Um, and so with that, I've been able to reach out to her and connect. And so I'm excited for um, y'all to just be able to hear her heart behind a lot of things that she does. Um, some stemming from her testimony and how God has moved in her life. So like I said, we're going to be talking about the story of Job. So if you know the Bible, you know that Job, the whole book is 42 chapters. We're not going to read all 42 chapters today. Um, but I want to give you a little bit of background context and kind of summarize what Job is. And then we're going to get into some questions. So with the book of Job, it's in the Old Testament. And this book is very, very popular when it comes to suffering. A lot of people will refer to this book. Um, and I love this book so much, not because I love suffering, because I don't. But I love several things about the book of Job. So I'm going to tell you all about them after I summarize. So Job was a righteous man. He was a good guy. He's not one of the bad guys in the plot. He's a good guy. He lives for the Lord. He sure and does. He lived for the Lord so much. The Lord trusted him so much that he said, hey, Satan, do you want to tempt somebody? This is your boy. Like, Lord. Some people can look at that and be like, why do you have to do that to that man? Like, <laughs> he was living fine. 
But he lived for the Lord and God said, Satan, if you're going to tempt someone, he's the one to tempt because no matter what you do, he is not going to curse my name. And like that alone just really shows the the heart behind Job and like his testimony in general. Like you could already know, wow, this is a really righteous man because God trusted him enough that no matter what came his way, that he was going to trust God. Yeah. So in the first two chapters, it's very action packed. And we see that Job is immediately tempted by Satan. Um, he's tempted twice or tested by him. And in both times, he is stripped from all the things that he loves. He's stripped from his family, his children die, his sheep, all his cattle die, all his servants go away. Anything that was of value to him was taken away in that moment. And I mean, quickly, it was like back to back. This wasn't a large span of time. It was like, as soon as God pushed the red button, like, boom, things just started just blowing up in Job's life. So he is just, you know, kind of, he wasn't a part of the conversation with God and Satan. So he's trying to figure out what's going on. His wife also, the only one to stick around, she was also very concerned. And she even told Job, you should just give up on this whole thing. Curse God's name. This is this is ridiculous, right? And to some people, her reasoning is not wrong. She's not wrong. Like, this is a hot mess. But Job said otherwise. He said, no, no matter what happens, like, I will still choose to bless God's name. So that's the first couple chapters of Job. And for a large portion of the book, we see a lot of conversation between Job and his friends who were trying to help him out, but not really giving him the best advice. They were confused. They're trying to figure out like, why is Job suffering so much to the point where they believed, man, Job must have really done something wrong in order for all this to come about. So there's this back and forth dialogue. And then Job just, you know, he's frustrated. He starts venting to God. Towards the end of the chapter, we see God ask Job so many questions. (laughs) And it's from chapters 38 through 41, where we see Job um, get asked all these questions by God. I forget the exact number of questions, but he asks a whole bunch of questions. And basically in these questions, he's r- literally showing Job, like, I'm God, I'm sovereign. He's asking him, like, were you there when I, cre- like, when the foundations of the world were created? And Job's like, no. Like, <laughs> he's going back and forth and asking him, like, do you know, like, I control all these things. Um, and so Job has this dialogue with God. And then the final chapter is an amazing chapter of restoration. And Job was faithful. He was, he endured the loss of his family, the loss of his cattle, livestock, agriculture. He was, he had a skin condition where he had boils all over his body. He was suffering so much, but God restored everything in the end. He, and double, he got double the amount of children from that he lost. He got double the amount of servants that he had lost, double everything that was lost. And so that's the story of Job summed up so that we don't have to read through 42 chapters. I do encourage y'all to check it out though, but Job is a familiar character in scripture. A lot of times sermons are are preached from this book, um, but it's a beautiful chapter, a beautiful book for us to really see what it is to suffer, the realities of suffering, the, the vulnerabilities of suffering, the transparency <clears throat> that sometimes you have to have when suffering. 
um, just how hard it can be and how vulnerable you can be with God and how real you can be with him. We see all of that here in the book of Job. So that kind of fills you in, catches you up to speed if you've never read the book of Job or in its entirety. So now, Nia, for you, you chose this book specifically or this story to talk about as we are talking about Sunday school story. So what made you choose this story? So this is, I'm so excited to get into this. Um, this is actually when I first got saved and encountered the Lord. This was one of the books that I read and I was reading it and I'm like, what in the world is happening? And the Lord really ministered to my heart through it. Um, and it came up, this was in 2019, but it came up again, um, not too long ago. And I'm watching, um, an episode of the chosen. I don't know if you've heard seen like their season premiere. Yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone who's listening and is like, I haven't seen it, so don't spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it, I'm not gonna do that. But I'm gonna this is part of why I was like, I like I have to talk about this story. This is one of my this is one of my top this is my top three. So I was watching The Chosen and um we're at the point where the disciples they're getting ready to be sent out two by two. And Jesus is telling them, Hey, this is what I'm sending you guys out to do. I'm giving you the authority to heal the sick, raise the dead, and to preach the gospel, right? So they're all looking at Jesus like, what are you talking about? Why would you choose me? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so one of them, after he has a conversation with them, one of the disciples comes to Jesus afterwards um, and talks to him one-on-one. -on -one. And this disciple in particular is dealing with his own sickness. And he has not got, he he's, hasn't received healing. So he goes to Jesus and he says, um, he says, well, like you, you told us, you've given us this authority to heal the sick, but why haven't you healed me? And he's like, so discouraged with see, like, it's like a really intense moment. And Jesus looks at him. And one of the things that he says is, he says, I can trust you with your suffering. Mm. And I was like, what? I've never looked at it that way. And Jesus looks at him and he's like, I can trust you with your suffering because there are people who need miracles to believe in me. There are people who need to have all of these crazy encounters and, and experience all of these crazy things in order to believe in me. But you have chosen to believe on me, believe in me simply because you know who I am. Like you, you trust and you have faith in me. You don't have, you don't need me to do anything for your faith to be active. You simply just believe. And he said, I can trust you with your suffering. Yeah. And I was like, I have never in my life thought about this yeah. in that way so he talked about job um and he he read the scripture which was it's job 1 1 verses 20 through 22 and one of the things that he says is the lord gives lord takes away but blessed be the name of the lord and as i was like thinking about the story and i'm i'm looking at even back on my own life I'm thinking about all the times that I've I've experienced suffering. I've experienced the Lord um, allow certain things to happen. I didn't understand. It was the main thing that I even got from this was I have God. He's never going to leave. So it's like if I have him and if he's all sufficient for me, I feel like all the things that everything you can take away, you can never take away my relationship with God. Yeah. So it's like everything that Job experienced 
it was like you can never take away the one thing that that really satisfies him that really that really gives him everything that he needs so that really like sobered me to think like wow like is god really all sufficient for me if everything is taken away if everything is stripped from me is he sufficient enough am i pleased with simply just him so I'm not going to go, I, I know we're going to go deeper into it, but that is part of why I was like, I have to talk about this, or this is one of the things I want to talk about because it's just so good. I love that you said that because I can relate to that so much for several different reasons. Um, but one of the last thing you said about just like God being all sufficient, that's something that I had to really learn. Like, I feel like we say it a lot because, you know, yeah. like it's what you say. Like, yeah, Jesus is enough. I got it on a shirt. Like, yeah. yeah. It's another thing when he's literally all you have <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow, like you really are enough. Yes. And um, this past year was that for me. It was a stripping season. And and God like warned me basically before I went into the season that I would be stripped from things. And I didn't really understand the depths mm -hmm. of that until I walked through it. And I saw so much stripped away just in the course of like a year or so. And I saw God have to really like, be everything that I need and so because of that it built my confidence in him for the next thing for yeah. the next thing, knowing like okay like he's shown up faithful in this and I know he will again you know because I've seen him be everything you know yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's good and I love what you said about um just God trusting us with suffering because that's yes, man that hits like to think that God trusts us enough, that's already something in itself, but also just be like, man, like I may never get healing, but God trusts me with this yeah. and I will show up. And, and I know for me, that really hits home. Like, I suffered from um, a chronic heart condition for 24 years. Wow. And this was after, like the doctor said, like, she's not going to make it past three weeks. I had rushed to the ER hospital visits, like all the things. And the cardiologists that I had my whole life were just like, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know why she's having all these things. And a couple of years before I got healed, I finally got that diag a specific diagnosis um, for my heart, but they still were just like, not much we can do. You'll get surgery at some point, but I was still just suffering. And this is, you know, after I'm living for God and I'm living right. And it's not that I ever threw it in God's face, but I was like, Lord, like, Will I ever get healed from yeah. this? I've been praying for this for so long. Um, and then in July of 2021, God supernaturally healed my heart. Wow. Um, and it was such an amazing experience. And I went back to the doctors and they're like, yeah, your heart has no defects. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Jesus healed me. <laughs> uh, but I know what it is to be in that space. Of yeah. You know, like showing up like, yep, I'm at the hospital again. Like, yep, I'm, you know, I'm having the same symptoms again. Um, but I also know what it is to be in that place of of healing. Um, but it's not to, to, I guess, take either season for granted because there's so much beauty to be found in both. Yes, it truly is. That is so good. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, because one of the things that he said was, he didn't just say like, I trust you with your suffering. He said, it's only a matter of time and you will experience healing and you will experience freedom. Yeah. But it's like worshiping him in the midst of the suffering you're experiencing that part that it teaches you something there and and that's why I love the book of Joe because even though he like was struggling God was still like pleased with it because he never cursed his name 
Yes. That's why I always tell people about Job is that, look, he's telling you, you can be genuine with God. Like you don't have to come try to put together like, hi, yeah, Lord, I'm doing fine. And he knows that you're crying. He knows you're not. He knows. Like he knows you're suffering. He knows that you're smiling and putting on a front for everybody, but you're secretly dealing with things. Like he knows that you're in agony at times. Like you can be so real with him and he's not caught off guard. He's not taken by surprise and he's not even offended by it. Like, I feel like people are like, well, I don't like, I feel like I can't tell him that. Like one, he already knows, but two, like, that's the beauty of a relationship with God. Yeah. Just like you said, like nobody can take that from me. And that's the beautiful part about it is I can be real with him and he's not tripping. Like he's yeah, cool. He's not offended. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a good father. Yes. You know, it's like, think about it. Like even if we didn't grow up with good fathers or maybe good parents, but think of the ideal parent situation. A parent would rather a, a teenager come and be open about what they're suffering with than just hide in their room and be depressed and yeah. try to just figure it out themselves like even though the conversation may be hard let's sit down and let's let's talk about this together and with God he's like let's sit down let be honest with me let me in so that we can discuss these things so that's why I love Job so much like he shows the reality of suffering and knowing that God is in that reality with you yeah, yeah. It gives us permission to be human. And I think that's what we need is like, you can be human and tell God what you're feeling, what's actually in your heart, because it, I think it actually really grieves God when we don't share with him, like our, our reality, like what, what is actually happening in your heart? Like, how are you really feeling? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love this. Yeah. That's so good. So you mentioned, um, chapter one, verses 20 through 22. Are, are there other verses that stuck out to you that really just relate it to you and your testimony? Yes. So I think that that in itself is one of the things that really stuck out in the story of Job. Um, and another, while I was reading, I was reading over it last night and another um, thing that came to mind is Romans five, verse three. And it says, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And, you know, it goes on and say per perseverance produces this and that and this. And it goes on and on to like, tell us what it's actually producing. And I was thinking and I looked back at that and I was like, we also glory in tribulation. Like, how do like how do how what does that look like? Like, how does that work? Um, and I think part of it really goes back to um really being vulnerable with the father. And I think even of even thinking of Jesus, like when he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he had to experience suffering and he was telling God, like, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Like, I don't like, if it is in your will, please Lord, like let this cup pass, but not my will, your will be done. But I'm just saying like, if this, I'm just saying, yes, if there's another way, like, like, like we can, I'm down. And I, it's him being vulnerable and being, he was also human. So it was like him being human in that moment allowed God, allowed him to receive the strength that God wanted to give him to fulfill his assignment. Um, but in regards to my testimony, I'm trying to stay on track. <laughs> no, 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 go for it. Go for it. Um, in regards to my testimony. So I got saved in 2019 and it was a whole journey. So I got saved in 2019 and I actually was pregnant at the time. Um, and I was going to be seven months pregnant. 
So I was going to school. I was living my so-called best life, which really wasn't my best life. But we'll talk. That's another topic for another day. Um, <laughs> because yeah, but so I was I was about to be seven months pregnant, um, and then I lost my son. So I had to go through labor and delivery and actually give birth to him. But obviously, he didn't make it. He wasn't. Um, he didn't make it, and I was devastated. And at the time, I grew up. I grew up in church. I knew of the Lord, but I didn't really know Him. Um, and I remember I would be praying to God, like saying my regular prayers, like God, would you just protect my child and all these things? And I was angry. So when I lost my child, I was angry. I was devastated, and I wanted nothing to do with God. Um, I remember I came home because I was in the hospital for a little bit over a week, and I came home and I remember I sat on my bed and I was like, "What just happened to me?" And um, there was a night where I was crying myself to sleep and I literally felt the presence of God come into my room and he literally wiped my tears away and I instantly felt peace and I was able to fall asleep. And after that happened, I was like, that, that literally sparked pursuit in me. Like, I want to know this. I want to know who he is. Like, I want to know more about him because I've never experienced a love like this. I didn't want anything to do with you. I didn't ask you to come. But you decided to come anyway because you knew that I needed you. That's so good. I, I didn't. I did not know I needed him. I had no. I had no idea of my need of him. But he knew he, that I needed him, and he loved me so much that he decided to come anyway. And ever since that moment, I was like, I have to. I want to know who he is. Like I want to know more about him. So I started reading my word, fasting, praying, um, and I started to get to know him more. But because of because that happened, it changed my life. Like I, I, I knew God was real. I couldn't, I couldn't deny what I experienced. I couldn't deny what I felt. And I knew it was God. I knew it was Jesus. So once that happened, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, what is this love? Like, I've never experienced a love like this. After something so devastating, I needed, I needed that. And I didn't know that I needed it. So that is part of what happened and how I started to pursue the Lord and how I got into a relationship with him. And then now we're here where I'm like, I've experienced God in such a way and I keep experiencing him in ways where he loves me. And I'm like, I had ne I've never encountered this love. I've searched for it in relationships. I've searched for it in friendships. I've searched for it in all these different things, but I found it in him. And I've read the story of Job and I'm literally last night I was in tears because I'm like, I'm thinking about the suffering that I've experienced in my own life. And I'm thinking about how God was always there. And it's like, it when you read the story, it just gives you that, it sobers you up to th really think like, if I lose everything, is God really enough for me? Like, is he sufficient? Is he my most prized possession? And I think that's what the story, for me, that's one of the things that's highlighted is God is our most prized possession outside of everything else. It's him. And you can still be human and you can still, you can still have your vulnerable moments, but it's like, he is it. So that for me is like the focus. And one of the things that have really been um, something that has kept me is like, God is it. Uh, uh, beside everything else, it's him. So that is part of like what happened and was like, I've lost everything in that moment. I lost my son. I lost my relationship. I wasn't going to school anymore because um, I had to move back home because I was so sick. And all I had was, it was just me and God. I had to give up so many friendships and I had to give up so many things um, in order to follow him. And it was like, in that moment, I had to, I, I learned to understand like God is enough. 
and you still, it's a daily thing. Like you have to remind yourself, like God is enough. So that's part of um, how I got to where I am now, like where, how I am, how I'm even here. It's literally because of that. Yeah. I mean, one, thanks so much for sharing that because I know, you know, that's a vulnerable thing to share of just what God has done in your life. But I know that there are people that will be blessed, absolutely blessed just by hearing that alone and being able to see or listen to me like, wow, like, and she's still here and she still has hope because I know that there's people listening or watching that have been in similar situations, maybe not, maybe not seven months along, but they miscarried to some regards, or maybe they just went through some type of devastating loss in their family and they just don't know how to look past that. And one, I just want to say that if that's you, I want to encourage you that that is okay. Like yeah. you're not condemned by not being able to see that hope. The hope is still there. Yeah. Just like you said, like how he met you and you didn't even like ask for it. You didn't even know. Like I literally was about to cry, like just hearing that because <laughs> wow, like that's how he shows up. Like that is how he reveals himself. Even when we don't even know what we're needing in that moment. And so if that's you, if you're in a place where you feel like you don't even have that hope right now, like let Nia's story be an encouragement, maybe the story of my healing be an encouragement or the word of God and, and the book of Job, let that encourage you in knowing that God is so present and we don't always understand why. We don't always understand why. And that can bring a lot of confusion, maybe bitterness, anger, because we don't know all the answers. Um, but yes, God is enough and he is so present in that moment. And that alone will carry you when the yeah. friends leave. Maybe if you're, you know, you went through a time of grief, when the flowers stop showing up at your door, when the texts stop coming in to say that they're praying on you or checking on you and all you are left with is that grief. That's not all you're left with. You are also left with the hope of Jesus, with his presence, with the ability to be in relationship with him. And that will be your strength. That yeah. will encourage you far more than any hug could do, than any meal train could do. Um, you know, yeah. that he will be exactly what you're needing. So trust that, even if it's not all making sense right now. Yeah, that's, that's so good. good. That's so good. Did you feel like you struggled with that, um, I guess, the understanding of or the lack of understanding of why you were suffering? Yeah, I think for sure. Definitely. Um, just even trying to understand. I feel like one of the things we can struggle with because we are human and we want to understand things and we want to be in control and we want to know why did this happen and why did this go this way? And what could I what could I have done better? And I struggle with that so much of like, God, like, why did you allow this to happen? And there was even a point where I was avoiding or like not even trying to face the fact that I was offended with God. And I was like, why would you allow this to happen? Like, why didn't you could have stopped this? So why didn't you? And I think that's part of where sometimes we can get stuck. It's like trying to understand a God that is, he is God. We don't, we're not always going to understand why he does the things that he does or why things go the way that we go. But one of the things that um, I was in, I was at church the uh, like a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things my pastor said was, when we don't understand what God is doing, we have to remember who he is. And that is, that is something that has, has really kept to me because I won't always understand why God did what he did. And it's so painful. And it's like, even, even facing the why and releasing it like god why did this happen and why did you allow this and why did i have to suffer this way 
and just allowing yourself to process through that and ask God why and lay it, lay it out, like put it out there, like God, why? And literally crying out the why, like asking the question, like, and allowing yourself to grieve and release that. Because I feel like so often you can ask a question or we're afraid to ask the question, like, God, why? Like, why did you allow this? And I remember um, there was a moment I was actually sitting with the Lord and he said, you're offended with me. Like, you're upset with me. And I was like, no, I'm not. How can I be offended with you? You're God. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I'm like, no way. And he was like, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I wrote out my feelings and I was like, wow, like, I really am still like feeling some type of way about this. And I have not addressed it. And I think, like I was saying, is understanding that sometimes we're not going to understand what God is doing. And sometimes it's not for us to understand because he is God, but we have to understand that he is sovereign, that he is, he has infinite wisdom. And that because he is who he says he is, he is still faithful. He is still kind. He is true to his word. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He loves us with an unconditional love. When we understand who he is, it can give us a peace about why, what he's doing and us not even understanding what he's doing. But we under, we can understand that because he is who he is, what he is doing is going to work out for our good. Like he's not doing this to hurt us intentionally. He's not doing this to um, tear us down. God has good intentions. His plans for us are good. He loves us. So when we understand who he is, it can give us a different perspective when we try to understand why he did what he did or why he allowed this to happen. Um, So yes, that has been something that has kept me in when I'm trying to figure out, God, why did you do this? And why did this happen? And what could I have done better? And God is like, let me be God Mm. and trust that I am working things out for your good. If you do not understand, you don't understand it now, but later you will understand. why things have happened the way they have happened so yeah yeah I I like that because we don't have all the answers and we can just run ourselves so ragged trying to figure it out instead of seeking him just for who he is because that's the cool part about God regardless of how our situation looks like he is constant like yeah always be faithful he will always be good he will always be just no matter what we're seeing right in front of us. And so even if we think that our situation doesn't even align with who he is, like know that he is still those things, regardless of how awful it feels to us, how angry we may feel, how sad, how grievous we may feel, know that he is still who he says he is. He is still who his word says. Those things are always so constant. And that is um, like an anchor to hold on to when everything else you know like like um the song firm foundation when it says like when yes. everything around me is shaken like, that this is our, our foundation this is our anchor that we can hold on to in this time and I'm thankful for it because life is hard like yes. to some degree you will experience some sort of grief some sort of I guess trauma you could say like it may not be the same as the next person but to you it may be like the hardest thing of your life and we have to figure out what that looks like to um I guess merge our suffering with the reality of God and I think that's something that is not easy at all um people can spend their whole life you know in that process of doing that depends on depending on what they've experienced um but yeah like it's it's good to know that we can trust who he is even if we don't understand the why the when the how we can trust who he says he is for sure yes that is so true um and i think just allowing ourselves to 
allowing ourselves to yield to just God is sovereign. God is just, he is kind and allowing ourselves to rest and trying to figure things out, rest and trying to be in control of all, of all the outcomes of every situation. Because at the end of the day, when we are in control, it does not work out well. It does not work out well and it just doesn't happen. And really we're not the ones in control at all. Um, so really just allowing the Lord to, to take the will, like Jesus, take the will. And I want you to be in control. I want you, I trust you with the outcome. I trust you with my life. Yeah. And if we've experienced um, like heartbreaking circumstances or heartbreaking outcomes, and we have, are still grappling with that, I want to encourage like everyone that is listening to bring it before the Lord and talk to him about it and tell him how you're feeling and not allowing ourselves to hold on to the offense or hold on to the hurt and the, and the anger towards God as if he can't handle it because he can. Ooh, that part. <laughs> yes. He's God. He can handle it. He already knows. And it's like, he is grieved and heartbroken when we choose to keep these things from him, when he mm. wants us to come and say, Hey, I'm actually really upset with you. I'm actually really angry and I have to, I, I'm still holding on to this and I need to let it go. Yeah. And I just want to encourage us, like talk to God. Some of us have not talked to God in who knows how long because we're offended with what happened or we're upset about what we experienced or how things went. And God really want, is like heartbroken and literally is like, could you just come and tell me about how you're feeling? Like, could you just come and share your heart with me? And I, as the Bible tells us, he we share in his we, he wants us to share in his sufferings. But he does that with us as well. He carries the weight of what we experience. He wants us to come to him. It says, "Come to me, all ye are weary and burdened, all of us who are heavy laden, and he will give us rest." So it's like coming to him and trusting that we will receive the rest that we need as we lay it at his feet. Yeah, that is so good, and. I know that that's speaking to someone who's just this held that up. And um, in Hebrews, it talks about the root of bitterness that can just grow yeah. in our hearts. And we don't realize that it's there until it starts sprouting up. And we're like, man, like I am bitter. Yeah. And I want to encourage you, like being bitter. Now, somebody's going to hear this and hear the wrong thing. But being, <laughs> I'm not saying that you're wrong for being bitter. Now, I want you to change, but it is human of you to be bitter. But I want you to take that to the Lord. Like this is your bitterness is a result of natural feelings and emotions that have come yeah. from your experience. But you don't have to stay there. That's the key. Like if you're angry, OK, angry is an emotion. Anger is an emotion that God gave us. I don't want you to stay there, though. There is peace to be found in him. Everything that we need is in him. But we have to be the ones. Yeah. As you said, take that first step and say, okay, I'm going to be honest with God. And as you were, as you were talking, I thought about the fact that I believe, and I sense that there's some people that have been taught that you can't question God. Yes. And so because of that, they've decided to not be vulnerable with him. Yes. There is an element of, you don't want to just like, just think that you have any I guess like you're in the same level as God. His ways are always going to be higher than I. Let's get that out there. Like his ways are always higher, right? But there is an element where you can ask God questions and he's yeah. not like, like Nia said, like he's not offended. Like he can handle it. He's got, he's big enough. Your, your, your offense is not going to shake him. 
Like we yeah. have been, there maybe have been people that taught you just, you go with it and that's it. You don't ask God nothing. You don't, you don't come to him. And so because of that, you think that you can't tell him how you feel. You think you can't ask him like, Lord, like, what do I do with this? Like, I don't know how to move on from this. We, we have equated those two things. And so now we've just decided, as Nia said, to just try and run and figure it all out ourselves. Yeah. And we think that going to him is going to be the thing to break his heart. But just like Nia said, running to everything else in this world, that's the thing that breaks his heart. That's the thing that grieves the Holy Spirit when we're turning to everything else, when he's our comforter. Like he's like, yes, I'm here. Like you don't have to run to the bottom. You don't have to run to the man. You don't have to run to the pills. You don't have to run to the clubs. You don't have to run to the hookah lounge. You don't have to run to whatever it is that you're trying to find your peace in. Like it is in him and him alone. And if you don't know what that looks like, just start talking to him. Just start praying to him. Um, I encourage people that are really in a season of suffering or grief to write out how they're feeling, but address it to the Lord. Like be real, tell him how you've cried. He already knows. Like tell him how you've been angry. Tell him how you almost cussed your mama out. Like whatever it is, you got to, I'm like, he's not going to be like, oh girl, this is too much. I don't want to hear this. He wants to hear from you. Simple as that. Yeah. I love that you were able to just share um, what that looked like for you because sometimes when people hear, I guess, Christians talk about suffering, they immediately dismiss it and they're like, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. Like, she's just Mm -hmm. talking some Bible stuff. Like, no, baby, we've been through some stuff to get to this point. (laughs) Like, (laughs) y'all got a glimpse. There's so much more behind the scenes that you don't even know of what it's taken to even just stand before you and just smile and say, God is good. Yeah. There is a hope in knowing that no matter what suffering has looked like for us, that there is the hope of Christ. Um, I remember, um, so I used to be a nurse before I went to full-time ministry. And so I was actually a labor and delivery nurse. And so I remember delivering those babies that didn't make it and having those moms look at me in the face and ask me like, why did this happen? I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, I don't have an answer for you. And I will still tell people that to this day. Um, I also worked as a domestic violence and sexual assault uh, nurse. And so I'm working with those victims of trauma. They're asking me, why did these things happen? I don't always have the answer. I can point you to the ultimate answer, which is Christ. I will tell you as a believer, as someone who is wholeheartedly putting her faith in Jesus, I do not have all the answers. We do not have all the answers of why things have occurred. What we can do is encourage you in knowing that who God is, is who he will always be. We can encourage you in knowing that the word of God is the truth. That yeah. will be the thing that will sustain you, that will keep you, that will bring you the peace, joy, love, hope, all the things that you're looking for. I can point you to the source of where I got my my peace from, where I got my freedom from, and I can lead you to that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. so from this and from this amazing testimony that you've had and how God has worked in your life you now have this ministry brokenness into beauty so can you talk a little bit about how that all flourished and began yes so when until the 2019 um that I encountered God and that is when I started to pursue him um and I wanted to know more about him I wanted to follow him um so as I was doing that it was about a year later the Lord told me hey you started Bible study and the Lord did not, obviously, he did not give me all the details. Right. Because if he did, I probably would have been like, Lord, you is, what you talking about? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to just, I'm going to just say a Bible study from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So he's like, um, I want you to start a Bible study. And I was like, me? Okay. So I'm like, um, I don't know. Um, and I do not encourage it. The Lord tells you to do something, be obedient. Don't delay. Please, okay. Please. I'm like, me. The Lord has to like give you mad confirmation and try to get you like, no. So um, I'm really like feeling insecure about it. And the Lord was really like encouraging me to do this to the point where I meet, I was in the mall one day. And I saw a random friend I haven't seen in years. And she was like, you need to start a Bible study. And I was like, okay. So I end up saying, Lord, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do what you're telling me to do. And I just was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So I posted, I remember I posted a flyer on my Instagram and I'm in my mind, I'm like, nobody's really going to come. Like, I don't really even know anyone. Like, I don't know how this is going to look. Yeah. So the, so we started with about 15 girls. We started in the middle of the pandemic. We started so we started on Zoom because we couldn't do it in person because it was COVID. We were all quarantined in the house, can't go nowhere. Right. So we started in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and the Lord sent these women. I remember the first Bible study that we had, these women were being so vulnerable and sharing their hearts and things they're struggling with. And one of the reasons why it started to make more sense to me over time, because at first I'm like, I don't really get why the Lord is telling me to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, and now I'm like the Lord, I've experienced God turn my brokenness into something so beautiful. And he does it over and over again. And now he's, he's given me the ability to create a space for these women to experience him do the same thing. And now we have over like over 200 women from all across the world who have, um, joined this community and are experiencing the Lord and are growing in the Lord and wanting to know him and experiencing freedom and deliverance. Um, and I'm just like so mind blown. So yeah. that has been like a short synopsis, very short of like how like our, how our journey has been. But just starting it and just saying like, Lord, okay, I'm just going to do it. It has turned into something I would have never thought it turned, it would have turned into. Yeah. So yeah, now we're here and we've have seen some amazing things happen um, in, our, in the things that we've been doing. And it's just been such a blessing. I I love to hear that journey. It's very similar to mine. Um, I told you a little bit about it, but for those that um, have maybe not heard the Christian Girls Pop story, I won't get into that because we're focusing on Nia, but that's, I can just (laughs) say that's very similar. Mine started with just someone, um, actually several people can kind of confirming that, hey, she started Bible study. Once again, if I knew what all was involved, I would have said no, not because I don't enjoy it, but just because of the amount of faith that it's taken over the to get to this point um but praise god for his keeping power that has kept me um but yeah sometimes he just gives you the first instruction he doesn't give you a through z he just gives you a and you just go with that but trust that you know in our stories as you can hear through nia's obedience and and mine as well that there's so much reward um and it's always always worth it to be obedient to god and what he has commanded you to do because he knows why he's asking you specifically to be the one to do it. And he will use those moments, the moments where you thought that you would never share with anyone or that you were just too far gone in that moment. He will use that exact moment to turn things around and to bless other people. And that's the part about it. He's like, oh, you thought that was just for you? Like Mm -hmm. I have so many people already in mind that will be blessed by your story and Mm -hmm. how you have trusted me and your obedience. And so I love Nia that you get to be able to share people, uh, share in that suffering, I guess, with other people and let them know like, hey, 
I know what you're walking through. Like, let me help you. And, and they can see that it's real, you know, like it's genuine that you have really pursued the Lord. And it's so evident just even the, in the way that you talk about him, like it's so evident and, and we can see like, man, like she is really trusted in the Lord with this. And he is just like all up in your life now. Like, it's like, you're at the point where you're like, I can't help but talk about him. Y'all gonna hear about Jesus. Yes. One thing about you gonna hear about him. We could be at Starbucks. I'm like, yeah, this coffee's good, but do you know Jesus? Because it's better than coffee. (laughs) Yes. She come again. Yep. Here I come. Uh (laughs) Have you talked to him yet? Because he's been trying to talk to you. All day. All day. Oh man, that's awesome. And I love that you have um, been able to just create that space for people. So with B2B Sisterhood, what are some of the different events and stuff that um, that y'all host or that y'all do so that if people are in the area, they can pop yeah. up and look? Yes. So right now we have a whole bunch of different locations we have, but we are starting to do in-person Bible studies. So we started in-person Bible study in our Northeast region. So we're in New Jersey, um, South Jersey. So if you want to know more about us, you can follow us at B2B Sisterhood on Instagram. And we started just building community and establishing sisterhood where we are, because it's one thing to be online. Like we love that, but to be in person, it's actually like hug each other and like look each other in the face. Like it's a totally different thing. So we started doing in-person Bible studies actually like last month and it's been so amazing. Um, So if you do go on our Instagram, you can click the link in our bio and it'll take you right to um, the link for Bible study. And there we are just, uh, we're coming together to pursue Jesus and encourage each other in the Lord and learn more about him and who he is. And that is always our focus. It's like, I want to be more like Jesus. What can I do to become more like him? And I can't do life alone. So I'm not isolating myself. I need to be with my sisters. And we're developing community and friendship um, and allowing ourselves to really um, encourage each other and push each other to be more like Christ because we cannot do it by ourselves. It is literally an impossible task to try to live like Christ really? by yourself. So that has been um, our focus and that's what we've been doing. So if you're listening and you would want to join us, please do. Um, it, we would be so happy to have you. Yeah, I would love for y'all to be a part. Like she said, if you're in the South Jersey area, pull up, get the get the invite, get the information. And if you've been looking for a resource in that area, you've been looking for Christian friends to just be in community with, this is a spot for you. And Nia's right, you definitely cannot do this alone. Zero out of 10 recommend, that's mm-hmm. real ghetto. Don't do it, don't do it. Make sure you get some friends. And this doesn't mean that you show up perfect every week. You can show up and be like, y'all had the worst week of my life. You can show up and snot nose booger on somebody's somebody's sweatshirt. Like you do what you got (laughs) to do to get right with Jesus, okay? Um, That's what community is all about. Like just letting you know that like you don't have to do this alone. Um, You don't have to suffer alone. You don't have to rejoice alone. Like you can have um, sisterhood for both of those. So I love that you have that space available for you. As a whole, I know that you mentioned B2B Sisterhood. Where are different, um, I guess, links or whatever that they can find to connect with you, connect with the sisterhood, or to get information about events and stuff? Of course. So if you go to B2B Sisterhood um, on Instagram, you'll see a link in our bio, and it'll have all the information in our link tree. So where to join us in person, where to register for the in-person Bible studies, where the Zoom is for the in-person Bible studies, and then our group chat as well. So we have a group chat with all of our sisters in there. So it's like hundreds of women in one group chat, and we all just 
praying for each other, sharing our updates, sharing our testimonies, um, and just doing life together. So if you want to get connected with us, you can go ahead and click the link in our bio. Um, again, it's B2B Sisterhood. And get connected because there is nothing like finding a community of people that are doing the same thing as you. Like we want to pursue Jesus and we want to do it together. Yeah. So y'all yeah. make sure y'all do that. Make sure y'all, even if you're not in the South Jersey area, maybe just you just need some sisterhood. You need some friends. That invite is there for you too. Maybe you'll never be able to make it in person, but you're just needing community and you're like, this may be exactly what I need. Maybe something Nina said that just resonated with you or your own story. And hey, this may be your sign that it's time to, you know, reach out and stop trying to do life alone. So I encourage y'all to check this out. Obviously, you can see that Nia is a woman of God that's devoted to the word of God, devoted to sharing Jesus with others. And so she would love nothing more than to be able to encourage you and to, um, you know, just invite you into this community as well. So Nia, thanks so much for sharing your story. And I have one final question for you. If yeah. someone is just really just in a hard spot right now, and as we mentioned, they're struggling with finding that hope, they're struggling with knowing what the next step is, what would be your advice to them? I would say, I think the one thing I would say to them is to find peace and knowing that there is, there is someone who already has it figured out for you. So you mm -hmm. don't have to wrestle with trying to figure out all of the what's next and what's happening. And there's someone that has already had, already has a solution. He already has it figured out. He already has written your story. So there's so much peace in knowing and understanding that there is a God who knows me, who knows me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I'm known by him. And if you don't feel known or you don't feel understood, there is a God who knows you, who knitted you together. And he has your life figured out. He has everything sorted out. He has every answer. He has your future in his hands and your future is secure in the God who created it. So resting and having peace and knowing that you are loved your life is in his hands and when you surrender it to him you will really be able to hold on to the peace and knowing that he has got it under control so that is my advice for I love you that's so good he's already got it all figured out he is alpha omega which means he's the beginning and the end but he's also in the middle with you right now. So yes. Nia, thanks again for sharing everything that you shared, your wisdom, your transparency, your your story, and just your heart for God. I know that all the women that are listening to this or watching this will absolutely be blessed by this. So thanks so much again. Thank you. This was so fun. Yeah, I love just hearing. Um, I love just meeting other fly women of God who are just like in love with Jesus. You know, like they let you know that like we we have a story, we have a past. Um, but now we're living for Jesus. We cute while we do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, we out here. We out here living, living and loving Jesus with our whole heart. So I love that you set that example for our generation. Um, as we just continue to let y'all know that this is the best life that you will live. As Nia said, y'all yeah. ain't y'all ain't really living your best life. This is your best life fitting with Jesus. Sorry, sorry, sorry to let you know. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But y'all will find the best life is truly in Jesus. So yes, make sure y'all follow um, B2B Sisterhood on Instagram. Check out all the links that are there so that you can be a part. And for those that are maybe watching for the first time, if you haven't already, make sure you follow uh, Christian Girls Pop on yes. Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can check out our website, christiangirlspop.com, and you can check us out on YouTube. So 
that is available for you. If you have not already, you can also purchase your copy of Scripture Made Simple, which is an e-guide to walk you through the entire Bible in a year with all my notes, resources, challenges, and devotionals to help you to really understand and apply Scripture to your life. So make sure you check that out. All the links are below in the podcast notes. So make sure you click all the links, do all the things, and really get involved. Thank y'all so much for tuning into this week's episode. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that. Mm -hmm.